The Wilco Show. We're going to have a different intro every single time to the Wilco Show because this is episode one and it's actually called the Wilco Show with Pete. But uh, there's no Pete. Pete's not here. Pete, no Pete. Mitch is first off the, the rank. And Pete, this will annoy Pete because I think he, uh, he reckons he had a migraine. Mm, excuses, that's all I'm hearing. <laughs> Pete, not Pete. It's okay, it doesn't feature on the, uh, on the thing. It's amazing that I actually got the WilcoShow.com URL. Mate, like incredible if and if you could, haven't been to the website you're gonna check out the website it's got the probably the best cover i've ever seen that cover photo you took some stupid ones that i told you to take and they looked really good but i actually uh realized on the uh on the canon camera that i uh couldn't take a selfie timed and see what i was doing so i just filmed myself downstairs near the bins i think we might save some of those other ones for later the ones <laughs> i may actually get yes what? you did hear on the bins wilco was on the bins and the rainbow background is incredible good. Um, the thing about this Wilco Show podcast is I'm just, it has literally zero to do with cycling, which is much unlike every other aspect of my life. So I'm going to go interview just a random bunch of people and just talk to them. Like Joe, like Joe Rogan. Unscripted. Yeah, I don't even have a piece of paper. I have a computer here, but like the camera can see if you go to YouTube where this will be also, which is kind of weird because you're just going to watch two, two blokes <laughs> talking really, aren't you? It's going to be really strange. <laughs> there we go. And oh, then, my, then my phone goes Phones off. are on silent. Thank yeah, God we're not nah. in the cinema oh, because really? you'll be getting all sorts of shh. Recording. So we're recording this at V2HQ, which is in Carlton. And uh, there's a bit of a table tennis tournament that was going on. But um, Mitchie uh, works with us at V2. Content creator, platform manager. Slash just a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, are you liking it? You can't really say you're not liking it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to ask me personally, you can uh, (laughs) email me. me uh, (laughs) No, it's been been awesome. It's been really good. All right, Mitchie, tell me your life story. Because we've been mates for a while and actually don't know your life story. Oh, okay. My life story, uh, grew up in Melbourne. Been in Melbourne for my whole entire life. Never lived anywhere else. Uh, Got into retail as far as work post-school in sort of apparel and clothing, that sort of thing. Moved from there into actually uh, working for an apparel brand, jumped around a few different brands and a few different roles, starting with uh, sort of stock control and logistics side of things, slowly moved into the more marketing side, um, product development, branding, uh, and those are the areas that really interested me. Um, Dabbled in a little bit of social media for for myself and sort of really saw the business opportunities that were around and thought, wow, this is a really untapped resource, particularly in Australia. Um, and that's when I spoke to you and said, hey, I think this is really cool. I think what you guys are doing, uh, you know, you're well ahead of the curve and I would now, like to get involved. How the, can I make it happen? The real thing <laughs> is that at your last job that I won't mention, but you could uh, probably figure it out, is you actually got me in to have a meeting and then uh, we came and got you. Yeah. <laughs> we so don't have now, them as a client, which is a bit weird, right? No, but I think that was my, my way of like saying, hey, I can, I can see an opportunity here. Come check it out and then pinch me instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you uh, you got married. I'm going to put you on this. You got, you got married, eloped. Best idea I've ever had. Didn't and tell I'm, anyone. And what day did you get eloped on? Uh, on the 20th of June, the 2016. Date was it, wait, what date did you get engaged on? Uh, four days prior to that. Five yeah, days which prior was to the that. day I got engaged. <laughs> yeah, it was too. It was too. <laughs> Completely didn't mean to steal your thunder at all. No, you didn't. You held you, off the you, post. I yeah, appreciate you, that. You got that away first. Of, uh, so. That little social media yeah. love. We'd actually uh, signed the paperwork here in Melbourne a few days before we left. 
and before I proposed. I was married before I'd even got down on one knee and, and handed a ring over. So Well, uh, it was good to spend the wedding with you. Yeah, Thanks was, for the invite. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, just, uh, I'm <laughs> sure you just spent more time getting drone shots. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with, uh, like I bought the drone to well, take it was in over. Thailand, right? We didn't say in it was Thailand. In Thailand. Yeah, yeah. So to, to fill those listening in, my wife, well now wife and I, decided to disappear off overseas to Thailand. Uh, had a, a little bit of time to chill out, had a ceremony and all that sort of thing completely by ourselves. Broke the news to the family over video, th- social media. How'd that go? So, really well, thank yeah. God. Like, it could have been really, How really nervous bad. <laughs> Extremely nervous. Like, the mother-in-law, once that passed and that was okay. Ooh, what if she listens to this <sighs> podcast? Fine. This podcast Ooh. could go anywhere. No, I've got, only got good things to say. And oh. she's she <laughs> was all well received. So, yeah, it was awesome. And then we we're on honeymoon straight away. Best idea we've ever had. How, how's planning a wedding talking about weddings i want to talk about it it's my podcast oh the mid show yeah. you can do whatever you want no no we're good stressful. we're good we uh look uh for those of you who don't know getting married at the end of the year and i'll tell you what it is a pretty stressful thing right like booking everything um yeah it's uh it's it's not super like loving mm. like once you get over the engagement time you got to search stuff but it is um it's not bad. Like you just it's pretty difficult equation to do the whole family balancing. Oh yeah, that guest list, list man. Guest, guest list, list and seating plans. Guest, I haven't even that's, done that's the seating plan yet. That's what everyone talks about. Guest list is the most impossible yeah. thing ever because you're like you're relatively capped at a venue, and then you kind of capped by a budget. And Depending who you are, you know, if yeah, you're a Kardashian <laughs> or something, well, yeah, a little bit different. But. <laughs> but you know, I'm not arriving by a gold-plated helicopter. You know, but oh, um, really? oh. no, it's a secret. Oh. But they, uh, but you know, you kind of, you kind of strung back. So we've kind of put together the list, and I don't know, like it's hard. Like there's people that you'd like to have there if you had endless funds, and the mm. warehouse that we're having it in was big enough. How Melbourne is that having it in a so warehouse? Melbourne so warehouse on the ground. How is it north side or west side? No, nah, it's west side. Ooh. Just before the Maribyrnong, <laughs> though. Even though I live over Good the Maribyrnong, so no offense to Maribyrnong people. Like uh, Adrian Zanato, Mayor of Ascot Vale. And he, doesn't be even live in, he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even live in Ascot Vale anymore. Ooh, He's like the mayor of uh, whatever it is, High Point. Knife Point. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's one. Oh, I, I don't mean to sound elitist, right? But in High Point, there's like um, where like Zara and Apple Store and all that, it's like this wood grain floor. It's pretty nice. In some of it, right? And then it goes to these old shitty tiles that like remind me of Chadston when I used to go there when I was a kid. Do you remember? Ch- do you remember when like that mire that are missing and there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. cordon so off? As tape soon as everywhere? I go on there, I'm like, nah, fuck this. I'm I'm back to the to the wood grain. <laughs> 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 it's such a like a, what a wanker, right? Uh, <laughs> but then they've got to, like all the good lolly shops and stuff there. Even yeah, though I don't eat sugar, I'm you not gonna go into the belly of like you gotta go down all no, the no, escalators. No, no, no. I don't have to. No, 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 no I can park. Ooh. I only park in one spot. At, at High Point. Oh, the fresh food, little... I don't know where that is. It's where, yeah, it's where that big fruit... Food, it's, like, it's where that big fruit train is. I know there's a mad dumplings place there. Like, it's exactly yeah, where I park yeah, because if yeah. I park anywhere else, I li- like, I, I've literally had to call Siobhan and say, because she grew up there, right? I don't know where I am. I think I park near Kmart. How do I get back? And Save I got a good me. sense of direction. <laughs> I have a good sense of direction and I'd walk... It's and easy I'd to get just, lost there. I, I think they do that on purpose though. They try and keep the growing transfer. They try and keep you in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was at Chadston uh, like months ago, right? And I, I used to live there, like at, in East Malvern. So I'd always go there. And I walked in, there's like a Tesla store. Yeah. What does Still that even mean? Like, yeah. But the movie cinema? They've like, got full on parking bays. So there's like six parking bays for your Tesla to rock up. You so plug if you it have in, a Tesla, you can you, just. Yeah, it's Tesla parking only. Well, in the car park right or in the store? Right at the main entrance near the, the Tesla store. Did you ever buy a Tesla? Right. Hell yeah. What, how much, do you reckon they're overpriced? Yeah, for now. 
Here they are. Like, what are they? If 200, you live in the 200 States, grand? 200 roughly. Yeah, the start at here. And you pay, what, a fa- I heard that you pay a $1,000 deposit and it's like a three year wait and you just get what you get. Really? I, I could be lying. Don't I know. just, I think that's what I heard. That new four wheel drive just got released the other week and I've seen a couple on the road and apparently they're just ridiculously Two, quick. 2.8 like, scale to 100. That's ridiculous. No gear change. Zero. Just. But you see, the other thing, like, I had, uh, I had a, um, a couple of weddings last weekend. One was a Friday. And my sister got married on a Sunday in in, um, in Bendigo, right? And I thought, I woke up hungover. I was under the limit, no doubt, no doubt. But I, I thought, oh, man, like I'd love a Tesla right now. I could just sit in the back, go to sleep. Yeah, they steer, they keep Do they do that? Like, could they drive like, me to the house I need to go? I don't think they'll take exits and that sort of thing, but they'll keep you in a lane. So you can't drift out of the lane. They'll keep you at a speed and the distance from the. So the shit, car if you fall front. asleep, if you fell asleep on the on the Hume, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, you could get a really long way before you had to wake up. Yeah, right. Wake up in Sydney. And then what happened? You charge it? Do they have the charging at all those roadhouses, or just a select few? Like you, do you no, have to like plan well, your journey? I have no idea. We'll have, has anyone got a Tesla out there? Maybe. Yeah. You can, someone got a? T- can you can you tweet contact. me at like Dan Wilkins D A N Wilkins? I want to know if someone has a Tesla, and then I want to go in it. The only people I know who have Tesla is MKBHD. You know who that mm-hmm. is? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, David Dobrik. Well, if you don't I watch his YouTube <laughs> channel, you've got to be really immature like me. Every single YouTube that he does, like vlog thing that he does goes for 4 minutes 21. And it is scripted because they're all actors. But it is fucking hilarious. Well worth it. It's like, do you watch it's incredible. it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you put me onto it? You, you, no, you did. You put oh. me onto it just recently. Yeah, would you put me on something? Uh, oh, no, that guy who makes those uh, like two-minute insane videos, yeah, cr- but he doesn't make them often. What's his name? Not very often. Oh, I totally don't remember his name. name. Oh, young Aussie, dude. No, is he Aussie? Yeah. Oh, no, Francis Katie you're talking about. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Hold on. Um, this guy, right, he like, make, he's like he did that one in, in the Arctic. Oh, Ben Brown. No, 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 not Ben Brown. No, I like Ben oh, Brown, but he gets bores me, right? Like, like I, yeah, I can't watch him. Yeah, gets a little him. bit, I'm too happy all the time. And yeah, I don't mind. Maybe he is. Oh, is it Tim Kellner? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So who really you said cool. before? Yeah, in the Arctic, yeah. he like recorded so, all the native instruments and, and that sort of thing that yeah. the people that were, they were meeting were playing and then turned into an insane... So insane if you video. go to YouTube and you search uh, Tim Kellner, K-E-L-L-N-E-R, or Tim to the Wild, they all go for like... Oh, they all go for like under like two and a half minutes. Yeah, they're really short. But, but they are like filmed like insane. Each one tells an amazing story in a really short space of time. It's like a great, like if you, yeah. if you want to get into video making, it's a great one to watch to to get an idea of how much of a point you can get across in a little amount of time. Because you know how much I like just making shit. I, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I could like maybe have a go at this. And then I watched it, and then I think I had like <laughs> 0.5 of a second go at it, and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's like, so hard. It's incredible. You go, oh, wow, that, that, that looks cool. It's smooth. It, it just flows so well. You're like, oh, that can't be too hard. Then you give it a crack, and you realize how much technique is into the editing. Yeah, the editing is The music insane. is spot on. And the music, I wonder, yeah. I think the hardest thing, right, is finding that music. Well, he, he's a musician, so he makes most of the music that he uses. Really? Yeah, which is incredible. Like, and that's probably why they are a little bit shorter than a lot of other video makers because they yeah. can go and borrow music. But yeah, yeah, he literally writes and creates his own music. You know, um, you know, speaking of that, like filmmakers and making their own. Do you remember the first ever Map film with that team? Uh, Map to those of you like an apparel brand like cycling. I wouldn't be surprised if they could do get into apparel soon. That'd yeah, be super yeah. cool. It but anyway, be hard for them to Simon Atkinson filmed that film yeah, at yeah. Uh, Arthur's seat. 
Yeah, that was mad. And I remember they used like some biggie track, but I'm pretty sure that Simon remixed that. Simon, if I'm completely wrong, I really apologize. <laughs> but I, I was, think that he did make he did make that. Yeah, I think so. I think he might have mixed Bit it or a remix. Done something. Yeah, yeah. He's um. It was, uh, it was definitely like a slower pace, or so there was something slightly different to it that made it like a little more unique. And you're like, okay, yeah, I recognize it, but mm. it in a slightly new way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, what cameras you got? You love Ooh. your camera stuff. Yeah. It's for all the tech nerds <laughs> out there. See, I, I, I kind of... All right. So, Mitch, don't pay me out. I kind of... Like, I know how to take a photo, right? But if you ask me what the F-stop and everything is, I, I literally have no idea. In fact, well, only today... Not only do I co-own a digital agency, I today learned <laughs> what... Like, like, how much the me, aperture works in this Tell me what my room. camera does was, were the instructions <laughs> I Because I kind of just today. flick, like, the switches and stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks light enough. Mm. Auto, I reckon that's, that's my style Auto mode And look the, There are so many people out there Creating content on auto mode And there's nothing wrong with that Do I have that, auto mode? That, yeah that, I thought it was on M for manual it, Well it was it was today When we were going through Oh how Wait you, it was on manual Or on auto? No it was on manual well, That's how I usually take it Oh Well there you go Then you've been fluking everything <laughs> <laughs> Yes <laughs> Yes um, Yeah so the equipment I've got I've got a Canon 7D Mark II uh, Which is pretty good for sport Really high frame rate um, sorry, not frame rate, frames per second for photos. Wait, so what is that? 80, 80, what'd you say? What 7D. 7D. 7D Mark II. So then you so go like 70D, then now 80D. Uh, no, it's it's a level up from those again. So, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so you take a zero off and it gets higher? Yeah. It's How much money really you dropping the way stuff, <laughs> Is the company weird. paying for that? <laughs> no, well, maybe, they, maybe they should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they can buy a 1DX for me, <laughs> Mark II. But, yeah, go for it. So the 7D Mark II I got because I sh- a lot of the stuff I shoot is sport um, and being a really quick frame per second camera at 10 frames per second, it's pretty much the highest before going to 1DX Mark II where you're paying 10K for a body. And, you know, you get 4K video and all that sort of thing with that sort of camera. But, yeah, for a, a smaller investment, I thought I'd go with that. still shoots 1080p um, video for that sort of thing. Low light's not, not as good. Mm. Uh, I've got a DJI Phantom 4 drone, which... Yep. Um, yeah, bulky now, if, isn't it? It like is bulky now when you look at the new? Mavic Pro yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And if anyone watches Wilco's vlogs, you may have seen my drone before. But Stuck in the tree. Mm, yeah, not exactly where you expected to be. That, was so. that, did I do a, a video on it? It was in the vlog. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I pretty much provide you content, content for one of your vlogs. So that was pretty easy. <laughs> for those that haven't seen it, we were filming uh, a bit of an ad out in the countryside in Victoria. And I got a little close to a gum tree to the point where... Yeah, close, you flew into it. It was in the gum tree. Stuck in the gum tree about 20 <laughs> metres up from the ground. I forgot this story. Yeah. And wouldn't come down. So We already had the footage though. Had the footage, yeah. yeah we got a few minutes of footage at least. Um... And then I had to try and find someone who had a cherry picker that was tall enough <laughs> to get it out of the tree. Yeah, what time and did you get home? We were up there uh, early. We were up there super early. It was like 6 a.m. or something. Yeah, Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it only took about an hour and a half or something. I got someone from the other side of Ballarat to come out and <laughs> took them three minutes. And they were like, oh, this is one of the best jobs we've ever done. I don't have you've, to do anything. You've so. never disclosed the cost of that. And Kira I, might listen to this. So. I actually haven't got an invoice. So no way. Yeah, I left all my details and email address and phone number. Maybe they thought it was hilarious. Maybe they're still hunting me down. And I <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. Maybe, yeah. Good, good uh, story to tell their, their mates. But yeah, got it back. No issues. Flew it three minutes later. So got the drone. Then I've got a bunch of action cameras. So I've got uh, a GoPro Hero 4 Black. Yeah. Um, I've got a Garmin Verb, which are kind of old now, but find that actually quite good because it's got a screen what is that so 
Garmin made an action video a little while ago to go up against GoPro. They made a Verb and then a Verb Elite, which was a slightly better version. They didn't really take off, but yeah. I got one super cheap. Um, and it's been pretty good because it's got a bit of a preview. You can see what you're actually trying to shoot. Um, and you, at the time, you had a choice of like widescreen or just normal, which GoPro didn't. It was all that fish What's it filmed in? Crazy. Uh, it goes up to, uh, I think it's 2.7K, so it's not 4K. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty good. And then it's got a, its own time-lapse mode and all that sort of stuff. And that was ahead of GoPro having those sort of details. Um, and I kind of use it as a second cam. So I'll have the GoPro on the front of, say, my bike and then the, uh, the verb on the back. Yeah. And I got another no-name one and, yeah, a whole that bunch was. of different stuff. But. GoPro. They posted, uh, just, I remember, I couldn't remember the name. I didn't actually think it was a 40%. They had a 40% revenue drop um, at November last year, which equated to, yes, that's a third quarter loss of $104 million. I think one of the biggest differences, though, and the, one of the reasons why they would have such a big revenue drop is that everyone started getting, you know, the fours and upgrading from the three to four was a massive change in, in video quality and picture quality and all that sort of thing. When did, what was the time difference between that? Uh, was it like an iPhone know. style? It or been they... like, yeah, it might have been less than two years, or okay. just over two years. Yeah. But the difference between a four and the five, so either the Session or the GoPro Hero 5, isn't a massive difference. And a lot of people saying that they actually prefer the, the color that comes out of the, the four Hero, what is it? Hero 4 Black as opposed to the, the five. Okay. And you're talking about an extra couple of hundred bucks. So there's not a reason to go out and purchase a new one like there was when you were going from 1080p to 4K and, and that sort of jump. Um, their drones are going to be pretty popular though. You can chuck a drone literally in, in your pocket. You can't sit down the, and walk around. Their drone failed though, didn't it, at the start? Did they, yeah, did that, that's what recall. led, that's what led to recall. that. Well, not, not to that substantial loss, but definitely had an impact definitely didn't help if you felt like they were holding back a lot of uh, product releases to be able to do the drone and then their inbuilt gimbal and, and all that sort of stuff dji but kind of took their their thunder didn't they well yeah they kind of released at the same time with a, their small little pocket size yeah drones and really had to compete head to head why haven't we got one of them yet don't know the two guys are flying the city yeah, I, I do notice like flying the Phantom 4 around anywhere it's where big, there's mobile huh? t- towers and that sort of thing, the reception drops out. Um, it's yeah, really oh, frustrating. Really? Yeah. Why is I that? was flying one on the weekend and I didn't realise but there was a power station close by and the, the drone would get sort of 800 metres away and then completely cut out and just return home. And it was, it was really, Isn't really that frustrating. Interference, that interference? Yeah, interference. So wherever there's mobile towers, um, if you try and fly near a ship or anything like that, that they've got... Uh, navigation systems on board it often cuts out no shit out. so if you yeah. want to fly like near the docks or something yeah because like, that'd just, be sweet drop out. down over there really good yeah I've, I've done some filming down at so is that Port just Melbourne the Phantom the, though no that's that's across most models and the, the Phantom 4 has a pretty good controller because it has got the massive antennas and a big battery built in so yeah. it's much better than the little pocket sized ones the pocket ones I reckon you what? wouldn't get nearly the same range so what if you like uh, what if they made up some sort of like a gimbal for like your mobile like that wouldn't drop out would it like if he's filmed no, for like you, a... No, you wouldn't think so, but yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some pretty close calls when uh, when the uh, sort of connection has dropped out. Mm. We were in the Dandenongs <laughs> the yeah. other day and you don't quite realise the elevation gain and you're flying along and then it suddenly goes, oh, I'm going to return to home, but where you took off was all covered in gum trees and you had to kind of dodge to get out. Therefore, when it wants to bring it home, it wants to bring it straight into the top of a tree, which is only going to end in disaster, but... 
Yeah, yeah. So if you could, if you could buy any on the market now, do you know? Have you, do you know enough about it still? Or I would probably buy a Phantom Four Pro, which is basically the same model, uh, slightly upgraded camera, but it's yeah. got more sensors in more directions, so you can't really fly it sideways into something. Whereas okay. the four, that's how I got it stuck in a tree. I was flying sideways instead of forwards. Um, so it's a little more foolproof. Yeah. If it was something that if I was doing say daily vlogs, I'd definitely buy one of the Mavic Pros or one of the smaller pocket size ones because it's being so portable you chuck it in a backpack and take it everywhere which means yeah. you're going to get the shot like quality might not be as good but you're going to capture everything you could possibly want yeah yeah whereas with the big one you take the big bag along you're only going to take it where you've planned to, to shoot mm. so alright let's talk about these daily vlogs right I didn't know how YouTube works like I knew it from like a business standpoint but I didn't really understand like certain sort of things right so I just said I'll do 30 in a row yeah shit that's hard. People man. don't realize. They go, oh, that can't be too hard. That's hard. And then hard. you commit to it. And to make every... The way I kind of calculate it, every minute of footage that you make takes between man, half an hour and an hour to I do, was shooting, depending on their editing. I was shooting 40 to 50 minutes to put into like seven minutes. Yeah, but then you've got your editing time on top of that. Yeah, yeah that's, so only, that's only that's figuring like out what's... Four what's or five shit. hours worth of work to come out with four or five minutes worth of, of video. Man, it's like... Uh, like, like a vlog. I, that's something that's not polished and it hasn't got perfect music and, and crazy editing or titles or anything like that. I suppose that there is a lot of people like, you know, what we were speaking about before, David Dobrik. I think he just shoots on like a GX7 Sony. Yeah. A lot of the daily vloggers make their setup as simple as possible for the exact reason that they want to capture everything straight away. They want it on one device. They don't want to have to set up a separate microphone and screen and all that sort of stuff. So the Sony RX100, like... Oh, 100? Is that it? What's a GX7? GX7 is the Canon version. So either one's about the same same price, about 1,000 to 1,200 bucks. Yeah. Shooting 4K, the autofocus is really good. The, the microphones that's are quick, both huh? are really like that's good. What you need. Get that little fuzzy like yeah. stick-on thing for ten bucks over yeah. the microphone, so you don't get the wind. And yeah, that's what a lot of of YouTubers use. So, how much do you reckon? Uh, what's that? What's that tripod brand we have? Uh, the Manfrotto. Yeah, Manfrotto. Yeah, and the other one. What's the other oh, one? Oh, the um, the Gorillapod. Gorillapod. Yeah, so, how Adobe well Gorillapod. do you reckon out of people like Casey Knives that? How My many? Like, how much? My, I they, they must w- have gone into overdrive and gone, what is going if on? If they haven't opened a, a bunch of new factories <laughs> in the last year, I would be yeah. surprised. Because Could you see him, right? Everybody he comes out with a huge Gorillapod. How many um, have you got? How seven, many have you bought? Oh, well, see, I had a few before from um, for phones. Yeah, the little mini ones. Yeah, awesome. like that. They were okay. They were magnet, but like the second you get like a uh, an iPhone Plus. They just pack up and piss off. Yeah, right. They don't. They couldn't hold anything. But then the other one I did, I got for um, GorillaPod for maybe the Sony, and and I really realistically did that not for a selfie or anything. I've never yeah. really used it for a selfie thing. It was just that you could put it down somewhere and it was heavy, like it was stern. Yeah, you know, like a bit of wind wasn't going to blow it over. Like ma- that big selfie. Sony that we use, that um a a seven whatever it is a. A7S2 Whatever That, that camera is insane like, right You can film yeah. in darkness And it looks like daytime it, Like the low light on that Is incredible It's better than but, any other camera Out there also, That's under 10k Yeah But also That lens Like that drops a Gorillapod Unless you get a good one But you know Like Casey comes out And goes like this And has this And you know Has a big mic set up And literally yeah. comes out And goes I don't fucking care how stupid I look with this shit. I'm just going to make something. Right. And then he goes, see, but the thing, this is my thing with Casey, right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, I want to be like Casey, blah, blah, blah. Man, 
and they're like, oh, isn't he amazing? And the guy's a filmmaker, not to yeah. take anything from him. The guy's a filmmaker. Incredible like creator. He shot ads for Mercedes and he's been, he's had been to Cairns and he had a premiere at Sundance in yeah. 2000 something. He had his own got TV an show, an yeah, HBO a, show, yeah. you know, and... Um, and it was quite amazing. But when he came back to fruition, so what was that, like a year and a half ago or something, mm. and I, I, came, I came across him relatively early, um, relatively early, obviously, because I read, uh, like, a, you know, I operate a lot in the US, right? Yeah. I read a lot of that stuff. But it then realized that it was uh, the guy who made the bike lanes video. Yeah. Now, I, then I, I remember like a good year and sharing a the bike lane video, like, I reckon when I was still at like St Kilda Cycling Club, that's like years and years ago. How good was it ago. though? Like, Hilarious. It was like one if of the If you haven't first... seen it, type in Casey Neistat bike lane and it was like, it was the first, it was actually his second what you would consider in that sort of viral, viral. Yeah, yeah. thing. The first one was the Apple, was the iPod battery. Yeah. Where he went and... Can't if, replace Apple and he took on Apple and went, this is ridiculous. This is yeah. crazy. Well, what did I'm he launch that on? Because YouTube wasn't around. I don't know. I don't remember. That, that's Because I reckon really that was 2004. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no, what platform that was. That. But his, his bike video. So basically, he got a fine for riding not in the bike lane. But the reason he couldn't ride in the bike lane is that there was a car parked in the bike lane. And, and, and like construction, construction signs and, and witches you know, hats. And anyone who's ridden bike knows you can't always ride in the bike lane because you, you want to stay alive. Like you don't want to crash into everything. So he went out, set himself a, a bit of a task to film what it's like to ride in the bike lane without dodging anything and the number of obstacles he found from trash cans to construction, um, cordoned off areas, cars. He even found a cop car and literally crashed into the cop car. Uh, you've got to check out the video. It's so good. How good is this? All right, so that, that one, that, that one, I don't know where he released the iPod one because I'm pretty sure that was before 2000 and... We'll have to find out. Seven. Yeah, must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So anyway, check this out, right? I just found this article. Um, it's from uh, BBC and it's from 10th of June, 2011. Check this out. The video has become a YouTube hit with almost a million views. <laughs> he gets Way like, back then. He gets like 6 million now, but look, a million oh. views back then. But right? That's insane. But that just shows he had the vision to do something when nobody else was doing it. He wasn't following what people were doing, following trends. He goes, but he doesn't, oh, right? I'm he doesn't follow anything. Like, no, no. And that, you know. that's, that's why he can be credited with you know, really elevating YouTube because he's brought something to YouTube as opposed to YouTube bringing something to him. Yeah, and there's all these people going, who cares about what that person... Man, that's 6 million subscribers. Like, and you know, PewDiePie, what, what's he incredible. got? Oh, he got heaps. 15? No, no, no. I reckon he's got way more than that. Hold Some on. more. Yeah, I reckon he's got... Before no, he got no. shut down recently. We, we won't talk about that. No, no, we won't talk about that. No, he's got way more. Um, hey, where's his? 54 mil. 54 million subscribers. Like, and but you know, like you sit there, like, you know, the, you've been in meetings where we sit there and they go, yeah, I think the like Snapchat's a bit of a fad. fad. I'm like, man, whether you agree it or not, when it's valued at 32 billion Oz, that ain't a fad. Like, that's not no. a kid's thing. I don't know any kid who's got 32 mil. I sure as hell don't Bill. know anyone like Bill. Bill. Oh, sorry, Billiam. Sorry, sorry. See, I don't even, I can't even fathom it. And, you know, Evan Spiegel pops out 5.3 billion he made the other day. Just from but going public. And people bit, like, you know, they talk about this stuff. Change, really. Like it's kid stuff. And that's fine. But that's the market, right? Like, you know, if PewDiePie's got 54 million people. And let's... That's, let's that's twice let's, the population of Australia. Think about that. Le, yeah. Twice like, the population of Australia. Let's, let's say that there's fake accounts in there. And I don't know. Let's say, oof, I don't know. Let's say there's 10 million. That's 44 million people. 44 million people. That's, that's bigger than a hell of a lot of countries. Like, that's... 
That's insane. You start multiplying that by the number of videos that they put out. Say you put out one every single day and the viewership of that is insane. That, that's got to be oh, geez, play. up yeah. there, if not ahead of a lot of television networks. So 14 hours ago, you had 2.43 million views for 14 hours. Is your phone going off? Do you need to get that? No. no. Um, 14 million Just my mum. Sorry, mum. <laughs> um, that's like insane. Like, and people are like, you know, this doesn't oh, mean YouTube anything. doesn't get much attention. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. man. Like, this is insane, you know? And like, you got people like, uh, what's Dave Dobrik's missus name? Liza Koshi or something? Liza or something? Anyway, she's got like six million, right? She goes from creating something on Vine. For those of you who don't know what Vine is, Vine was like Vine a... Vine is now dead. Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. I reckon it'll be revived. Well, I reckon it'll be revived. Yeah. But it's like this app that you created short videos. These guys started this when they were at school. Last year... She interviewed Obama. Like insane. Like, how do you go from making ten second videos yeah. as a bit of a laugh with mates to yeah. being and, the know, other end? And so many people like because they just want to play in or whatever. But those that want to take this this shit seriously, and they should be taken seriously. I'm not just saying it because we're in that business, but they should take it seriously. Those who want to do that, they um, you know, they should be um, they should be taken seriously. And this and this is why we're not joking around. But the thing that, that those people do and the thing that differentiates those from those that just have a bit of a dabble is that they commit. And like you were saying before, it might start with a 30-day commitment of I'm going to do a vlog every single day. But these people completely commit. They quit everything they're doing and go, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it work. Here we go. I've just actually, this just came with a notification. All right. So Mike uh, Penketh, right? He actually, I think, started his own vlog. He just, this is, on, this is actually relative. This isn't planned, right? So I tweeted about the uh, WhatsApp haven't removed their stories, but they've replaced the text. Come back there. They, right? the status that text, they, yeah. yeah, that they got rid of. And uh, he's just gone, why does every platform now need a story section? It's Instagram, Snapchat thing. The rest should leave it alone. Mike, it's 100% because of attention. Like that's, And I know that this is a rhetoric that many, many marketers mm. around the world harp on about and people don't listen. Like if it's working well, it's like, you know, why did, you know, why did Nike get into the basketball shoes when Converse had it? It was attention, right? They got MJ. Yeah. Yeah, and then exactly. that's now it's the thirtieth. Have they they released the last Air year? 30. Air Jordan thirty. I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. a massive Jordan. Like I, I've um, got lots of sneakers. Kane Waters. Shoes, if Kane Waters, is, he knows about this stuff, right? <laughs> he just takes photos all day of his um of his thing. Hey, all right. So on this, this actually takes me into um into this other thing. We we're talking about yesterday. I think we were talking about Abstract, this Netflix series. Yeah. Right. And we talk about Tinker Hatfield. And for those of you who don't know, who he is. It's like. He's like the godfather of the MJ range. He like revived, yeah. He, right? Yeah, exactly. Abstract, it's on Netflix, like, and it's a, I don't know, what is it, like 10 parts or it's five part series? I have no all, idea, but... It, well, it's all, all different. There's like photography and amazing yeah, illustrators. illustrators and, and, yeah. Anyway, so Tinker, right? He was, uh, this is a really good story. I'm not really giving it away or anything. Anyway, so he, jeez, I've completely forgot how he started. He, no, that's right. He was, um, he was doing something and he, I reckon... He was a pole vaulter. He was right? a yeah, former athlete. And he got yeah. really badly injured. Yep. And in the time that he was in the hospital bed, he said, I reckon that camera's gone off. It has definitely. Oh, half an hour. Bang. Oh, is it? Off. Um, anyway, he, um, and he said uh, that he realized how to draw when he was in the hospital bed, right? And when he did this, he, he just started drawing shoes and things like that. Anyway, I forget how he got into Nike, right? He, when he was... Injured, he went, oh, I can make better footwear. The, one of the reasons I'm getting injured is because I'm not getting the That's grip that I want. So then he went, okay, I'm going to do some research. And he started making his own shoes out of his own house. 
wearing them, testing them, and then started selling them to other athletes cool. that he was competing with. I should know this because his coach was one of the guys that Phil Knight sided with right. when he started Nike. If you haven't read the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, holy shit, especially if you want to start your own business and you're wondering why you don't make any money or like you're wondering if you'll ever make money, best book ever. I'm guilty of not having read it yet. I'll That's give it. That's pretty bad I got for it. a guy who's obsessed with shoes. But I got it. Right. right. Anyway, and so... And so what happened was Phil Knight, who was a very good athlete himself, right? He, um, he wanted to create these shoes and he asked, I forget the university, but he asked this coach if he could like try it out. And sometimes they come back with like totally fucked feet, right? Like totally yeah. cooked them. And then other times they'd come back and that's how it started, right? That's how like Nike was sort of born. Anyway, getting back to Tinker, he then, you know, drew these shoes, had obviously a relationship with this guy who went into business with, um, I can't believe I don't remember his name. With, uh, with Phil Knight. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is he then um, he then had this job. And I remember blah, 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 all this stuff happened, which isn't important to the podcast, but whatever, yeah. watch it. Anyway, and then MJ was like thinking of leaving, right? And there was a meeting and it was um, Phil Knight, um, Tinker and Michael Jordan's parents. I was meant to start at some time. Michael Jordan rocked in four hours late. And because he was playing golf. Golf with another shoe company who he agreed to. Right, and he came in and he said, "I just want to be like, I want to feel the product. I want to like, I want to feel this." So Tinker had all these designs about like ready to go. I, I don't know if he had a prototype there, but whatever happened in that meeting, Phil Knight on record says that Tinker Hatfield saved Nike that day, absolutely saved him, because the first I, th I think the first the edition of the Nike shoe that MJ wore was in bull's colors, right? So black, yeah. white, red, and he said, "I don't want to wear it because it's the devil's colors." And they had to get special exemption or something to have different colored shoes. And I think all this stuff happened. Yeah, the NBA banned them or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, yeah. I'm not wrong. Which is insane. Like, that's like big stuff. Uh, and Tinker created Air Jordans and created... That was one of the first where a brand had sided with an athlete. And what the athlete brought to the brand was bigger than what the brand brought to the athlete. What's the athlete? And it took... Look, it took time to, to grow like that. But it just his vision and his design and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I think that came from his drive to want to be a better athlete and create a better product. That never stopped. And to this day, he's still creating new Nikes, not just the Air Jordans. Like he's responsible for a whole heap of iconic Nike shoes. And, and wear and like basketball wear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Air apparel Jordan. as well. And, you know, constantly pushing for new technologies and, hey, we can do this rubber better. And, hey, we need an R&D team to, to be researching this and stuff. And self-lacing shoes. You see that in the doco? Oh, talking about uh, Casey Neistat before, he got a pair and he gave a pair away. It's insane. Incredible. But that that comes down to the, the sort of guy he is. That's, that's, yeah, sort of incredible that he's completely selfless, um, is a creator and doesn't care about wanting things. So in 1984, apparently, 1984, Jordan signed with Nike for 250K and Adidas had offered 500K, right? And Nike were the first company in that, era to negotiate a percentage of the revenue in the deal. Hope he got a good percentage. Right. Oh, <laughs> so there was also an out clause that if the Jordan Jordans didn't earn Nike three million in the first three years, um, they could they could get out, right? So when they launched in nineteen eighty five they cost sixty five bucks. Right? Which is apparently equivalent of about hundred and forty bucks today, right? Fifteen years ago they were retailing for above two hundred. And now, God, like now, 
you know, like that's insane what it is. But I'm just, just trying to remember the the value. Um, like it's still here we go. Jordan's US US shoe sales. This is 2015. US shoe sales rose 17 percent, 2.6 billion in 2014. One year alone. How in many years after he's retired as an athlete? I don't know. When did he retire? Like, 2000. Yeah, something like that. Before, before that? he went to baseball and came back, were we? No, no. So he, yeah, yeah, but so maybe like ninety nine. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, uh, that's insane. But yeah. So that's, that's insane. Mental anyway, money, like so crazy abs- money. So abstract. Getting back to the thing. Yeah, abstract. It's a, such a good TV show. And then I watched one on. Um, is it Platon? Platon, the photographer. You were telling me about this. I haven't insane. actually watched. I'm he's not like up to that you yet. all would have seen his work. It's like he's done. He actually did Gaddafi. Right. And he did. Um, he did. What's his name from Russia? Oh God. Putin. Putin. Yeah. Right. And he did Bill Clinton and George Bush Senior and Obama. And it's like those wide angle lens. It's all shot on film. Yeah. Still shoots entirely on film. And it's like this, uh, it's all like the wide angle lens where it's all super wide at the bottom. Like it looks like they're all hands and legs. Yeah, right. Anyway, super iconic. Like it's pretty much what on, is on all the time. Yeah, all covers. the time covers and that sort of thing. And he's insane, his story. Anyway, this abstract thing is like, it's super insane. You ever shot film? Really good. Yeah, yeah I still shoot film, film now. I've got, oh, actually I forgot to mention it before. I've got um, an old 35mm uh, camera that I leave in the car, I actually leave it under the front seat so that I've always got it there. If I don't have one of my digital cameras with me, I can pull it out and capture something. How expensive is it? Like the film? Uh, I got a bit of a bundle. It's about 10 bucks a roll for Is that the film more that expensive use, than so before digital cameras or not? Um, I think it is slightly more expensive now because it's rarer. But having said okay. that, there is a bit of a resurgence. Um, it's not that difficult to buy film from overseas if you want a little bit cheaper, but there's some great places around Melbourne. The expensive part really comes when you go to develop it. Um, you don't know what you're going to get because you don't get to preview everything. Therefore, you develop the whole role. Or b- does whole that make you roles. better? It makes you think about what you're taking. Absolutely, it, shooting on a, f- a film camera is completely different to a digital, where you snap away like crazy. You, you don't really care what you what you're getting. There's no consequences. Yeah. When you're on a film camera, you think about what you're framing, what's in the frame, the composition, is it in focus? And it's a completely different shot. So you kind of got to get ready, right? Like, it's, yeah, like a I wouldn't bit. Shoot, you wouldn't shoot film for but sport. Some of the, oh, well, you can though, that's the thing. So sometimes those shots where you're not ready and something's not the way you intended actually comes out better or more beautiful than, than you if you had a planned it and got the perfect shot that you had in your mind. And I think that's kind of what the beauty is. Some, to some degree, you don't know what you're going to get when you go and develop film. And yeah. you forget what you shot. Like, I've got four rolls of film at home that I've shot over the last sort of year and a half. I don't remember what I shot. I don't remember where I was in mm. all those until I get them back. And what do you do? Are you going to, like, put them into digital? And then does that defeat yeah, the purpose of doing it anyway? Or do you yes all about no, the colour? I mean, you get the aesthetic beauty, but I always get a printout as well. So I, I get a traditional photo from it. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't create albums and keep books and stuff like that. But yeah, I do both. So then you get a scan from whoever develops your photos and you can use it digitally. So there's a lot of people that do turn around really quick. They shoot a whole roll or a whole bunch of rolls of film and then get them scanned. So you can still do that work if you're shooting for a client and get them the, the desired result within a, a fairly short space of time. Yeah, yeah. I only know one, and this isn't an ad, but it's Hillvale, right? Because <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone talks about Hillvale. Everyone seems yeah. to get, and they got a cool sign. I actually haven't used them yet, so I don't know. I would. Can you go to any camera shop to do this, or what? No, well, that's the thing. Camera shops, traditional film camera shops, are dying. Like there used to be one or two in every sort of strip uh, set of shops in Melbourne. Now you're very, very lucky to get someone who can who can print film. Most of the time, they're specialists, or they'll only develop certain types of film. Um, 
yeah, like I shoot in black and white because that's just what I prefer. That's what I started shooting with when I was like You get nice and grainy in that, right? Like you get yeah, depending grain. on the film and you yeah. do get that grained. If, if you're slightly out of focus, it'll, it'll look grainy and nice mm. and smooth and, you know, it's a very different a- aesthetic. Whereas if you've got a really blurred, out of focus photo on digital, it just looks rubbish. But you don't even think about it. You don't even consider it as being, oh, is there something artistic about it? You just delete it. Should Kodak have made better cameras? Should they um, have led the charge? They probably missed a huge opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. What do they do now? Uh, I think they do medical imagery and oh yeah, well, they're probably doing pretty like well. That. That, yeah, I don't really know. Um, mm. I know there's still quite a big business in China and Russia and, and those sort of countries that were really um, sort of deprived of being able to take photos and having that sort of access to photos. Yeah, they can't necessarily afford expensive digital cameras, and this old technology is actually being taken over there and they're setting up or have been for the last sort of couple of decades setting up uh, camera stores and film developers and and that's kind of kept the, the film alive so people yeah. you know the companies are still producing film because there's still demand in, in those sort of areas is that like a like what, what are we talking about like film is it like those disposable cameras where you used to flick and it used to count down the well yeah there's still a massive market for those um, I yeah. went to a, re- a wedding recently where they had a whole bunch and it was awesome they were on the table but is that, well, like, what's the difference between that film and the film that you're using to shoot like is um, it like that, is that film, film probably four like bucks if you were to buy or? yeah if you were to buy okay. that film it might be one or two bucks per roll whereas the film that I buy is about ten bucks a roll um, and the film that you buy will determine the sort of photos you get too. So without getting too technical, yeah, you can you can buy film that is super, super sharp or you can buy um, film that's a, a little more grainy or yeah. it depends on the a- aesthetic that you, you're going for. But yeah, it, it's a very different process. And anyone who's actually developed their own photos before, um, that's a, another whole realm. Where so it's like a shake or something it. and then you need like a... Yeah, you've got a black bag and you, you actually have to develop your film What's first. What's the liquid? The liquid's so, yeah, there's a whole... It's like a process, right? That, yeah, there's a process. So there's fuck usually that. a three or four part process. No, just fuck, I just want to upload it into just Visco to get Cam. Film developed. I just want Visco Cam <laughs> filter A7 or C1. Yeah, well, that's, see, that's the difference. No one's got the patience to do this sort of thing anymore. <laughs> but they're cool, right? Yeah, yeah, really cool. You see, like uh, on, um, on like Fame and Spear, right? So Andy Rogers, yeah. he shoots like cool film. Yep. Kip um, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. He shoots yep. super cool stuff like that. Oh, like Ben. And true, like well, there's a whole like there's a whole heap of guys out there creating content on cameras that are you know less than a hundred bucks to buy. Man, and they were designed. Ben's as film camera cameras. looks like my grandmother's camera That's she took thing. on my seventh it's birthday. I'm like, what the. Fuck sliding that? flap at the front to, to protect the lens. The lens, yeah, is yeah that's like, what it's got. It's got, got that the size flap of thing. Five cent piece, like it's tiny, yeah. but it creates awesome, awesome photos. It's weird, right? You can drop. How much is the seven, like Canon? Uh, it's two K for a body. Oh, okay, I thought it'd be more than that. Yeah, but okay. Well, the okay. Sony, right? The Sony that we've got is like yeah. what four? Yeah, four, four for the body. Four, four. It shoots in four K, and I can shoot that on my iPhone Seven. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like, using buying the most expensive equipment doesn't mean you're going to get the shot that you're after. And being able to just get the shot you're after is more important, whether it's taken on your phone or on your mm. camera, because if you can't get it, then you've you've missed an opportunity. Surely, the next step for phones is that that quicker shutter speed, right, to capture that moving image. Yeah, well, I think they'll move into. Did I get that right about shutter speed? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, because there's no actual shutter moving, uh, what they'll do is is develop it so that you shoot video and you can pick selective um, frames from the video to be a photo. And and some people will say, oh, you can do that now, and, and you can. You can get apps and, and do that sort of thing. But like mirrorless cameras, um, a lot of them will say that they shoot six or seven frames um, per second, but actually there's no moving part. There's no 
there's no shutter moving up and down. Therefore, you should be able to capture a huge amount of, of frames at yeah. the frame rate that you shoot video. So 30 or 60 or 120, depending on the quality, yeah. frames per second. Um, so phones will follow suit. The limitation of phones is the size of the lens. Yeah. And obviously the lenses are getting better. And when you view it on mobile, it's incredible. You put on a big 50-inch screen and it's still, even though it's a 4K video, it's not the same. What if Canon released... They're going to, like, they sort of shoot themselves in the foot here. What if Canon released, like, a phone that you could put lenses onto? And, you know, it's capped at, like, a certain size. But, you know, what if they did, like, you know, a, a 10, 18 or something? Like, what if they did something like that? Like, you've obviously got the attachments like that. Yeah. You've seen that attachment I've got that's been sitting at the bottom of the bag. It's scratched yeah, yeah. to shit. Like, yeah, I can exactly. never use but that again. If anyone's seen those little iPhone lenses that you yeah. can... Yeah, and they're just not cheap, of, man. They're like yeah, 40 bucks. The, yeah, you just put, put it over the, the lens that you've got. Yeah. They're good but they're good for the first three or four times you use them because after that you lose them or you and you get lose dirt. I tried to put that under a tap. Yeah, they get and didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, cool. great idea there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, what else? What else you got for me? Ooh, what else? What's the best country here, so. that you've ever been to to take photos in? Uh, well, I actually haven't shot a lot when I traveled. Wait, what's when the, how many countries have you been so, to? Uh, only a handful. I've been to Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia. Been to America? Cambodia was incredible. Uh, yeah, America, but haven't done a actual proper America. I went, I went skiing. So I went to Colorado, did a couple of mountains there, which was fancy, incredible. Like, fancy. Yeah, it was a little bit fancy. Yeah. Um, family, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mum. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Ah, oh, Singapore, UK. Um, you ever been to Europe? Uh, been to Berlin. So oh, yeah, that's my, pretty cool. I've never yeah, been there. Oh, incredible place. Like, if you're Good a clubs. creative. Clubs are insane, clubs, yeah, and like yeah. anything goes there. It's it's kind of a, yeah, it's yeah. A, a place that couldn't be replicated anywhere else. Yeah, but if you're a creative, if you're an artist, if you're someone who makes something, Berlin, or like a musician or anything like that, Berlin's mm. an amazing, amazing place to be. It the, the way I kind of describe it to people is if you're a Melbourneite and you know what Brunswick's like, it's like Brunswick, Brunswick multiplied by about. 50 or 60. Heaps of hipsters and Heaps vegans. of hipsters. Graffiti, Heaps of vegans. Lots of beards. Lots of vegans, vegetarians. Vegans in Germany. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like Viking. Absolutely. Like, Everyone know. rides their bikes around. You don't have to wear a helmet. Everyone's yeah, I've heard got, that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you ride your bike to a club, you rock out for five, 10, whatever hours, you jump on your, your bike and you cruise home. And like the, the city is built for bikes and the cars will give you Just all like the Melbourne. time. <laughs> give you all the time to, to get around move around safely nobody like nobody's angry at cyclists yeah in fact m- more people ride bikes there to and from work than they drive and European way though right yeah and it's flat like it's this until you get out of Berlin there's no hills so that, I think that definitely helps been to France no not been to France that's the only place in, in you Europe do that, I've been man. You yeah. got to go to France, man, and Netherlands. Did you say we're doing the Tour de France this year as V two? Oh, no yeah. more cycling, man. Uh. No more cycling. We're, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Apart from events that we do, yeah, maybe we're, like car park race. We've races. had some pretty good events. Do you say yeah. car park race? Yeah. When's the next car park race? December. Ah, oh, December what? Sixteenth. Ooh, Saturday. Sounds good. Yeah. What about? Uh, I went to Netherlands. Did you? Yeah. Well, remember eating a lot of cheese there. Cheese. Yeah. I remember actually seeing like the clogs in the windmill. No, 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 no. Like what? wheel cheese. Ah. Will, real will not cheese. fake, not fake <laughs> cheese. No, 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 and uh, yeah, right. that was good. I didn't actually get any of that, like that, like uh, Dutch wind. You know, right. like those. Yeah, you everyone know the talks windies? about it being know. really flat and really windy. Oh, it's it was flat, man. It's flat as shit. Yeah, right. Like it, yeah. If wind there was mills. no wind, it'd be like the yeah windmills and that. But oh, I take it that's, <laughs> that's why they're all there, to be honest. But what else? Uh, Ireland, Ireland's good. Yeah, I saw Damien Rice before he was famous. That's my claim to his fame. There you go. 
No, no, he was uh, he was performing uh, somewhere in Dublin. Right. In Dublin, there's this thing called Temple Bar. And I swear it's like 150 pubs in like, I don't know, like 2K by 2K. Sounds like a holy grail. Yeah, man. Their police there are called the Garda. And they are, it sounds bad, right? Yeah. yeah they're badass. Like, I, I never got arrested. I always maintain that, like, if you ever get, like, uh, you know, picked on by the police or something, like, a lot of the time you've done something wrong. But, like, they were savage. Really? Yeah, like, they, they were hard. Mm. They'll go like thugs. Organized thugs. <laughs> Organized thugs. With power and authority. Yeah, and they drive down these, like, narrow alleyways with, like, their, like, whatever they have, Vauxhall cars or whatever. Like, they don't give shit. That's I mean, a cool joint though. Dublin's yeah. like a, it's a pretty cool joint. I can't understand what anyone's saying. I need saying, to do Europe. I haven't haven't really adventured over Spain. there. Spain, Spain's good. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good red wine. Yeah, Italy's good. Good food. I did I did all this when I was eighteen. Did you take I a gap year or yeah yeah? Lived in London. Lived right in the middle. Place called Barnes. Barnes. At this school called uh, um, St Paul's. It's like the equivalent of Eton in oh. London. Anyway, I got to see them. They play like their their footy, their rugby final, a big rugby school, right? Yeah. All the private schools, their rugby schools. And they played at Twickenham. Yeah, like right. the rugby yeah. stadium, right? Whatever they call it, the home of rugby or some shit. Kind of like the, the US with their college football. Yeah, that's insane. Like, rugby in the UK is massive. That's like, insane. Huge. And everyone goes, like everyone locally supports a local team. Everyone yeah, but that college system over like, there is fucked, yeah. right? Because they you got to get like, um, like you've got to get like C plus average or something, right? To, to stay on the team. Yeah. Right. And then, like, if you don't do anything, like, you know, there's, it's college, right? It's uni. How many uni? How many classes of uni do you l- miss over your time? A lot. Heaps, man. A like lot. over fifty percent. <laughs> oh, huge. no shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, they can't. So these athletes end up sitting alone in these classes because everyone else who's not, you know, the star quarterback or you know, point guard. Well, yeah, they're partying. The out <laughs> yeah, like they're partying, like you know, in what do they call their frats or whatever. Yep. And then they don't turn up. So these these kids who need to get these attendance records and C pluses, grades, average, like. That is turn up, and then if they don't turn up, the coach gets notified and they get dropped. But I mean, th- that's pretty good to set them up in case the. But set them up for what? You know, like they're all in. Who says that they're doing like this? But what C if they don't average is athlete? not. What if they get an injury that that prevents them from playing for the rest of their life? At least well, they've man, got their, you know, their would they career would they, they be a better them. athlete focusing a hundred percent of their time on their given? Maybe, but are they going to be a better human? But they don't get paid, by the way. With remember, better edu- education. They yeah, don't they get do. paid. Yeah. Yeah. Like and then they go to the NBA, like a small percentage of them, or NFL or whatever. They get endorsements at, at college. No, no, I'm pretty sure they can't get paid. Really? No, I think so. I could I be wrong. Tweet me if I'm wrong. There you go. Have you seen talking about college football? Um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it now. There's a, uh, it's like Tom Brady. Last chance, no, last chance. <laughs> you? Nah. What's this? Amaz- on Netflix again. Um, oh, is it? Is it uh, like red bold writing? Texas, on the te- yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Texas. Yeah. What's uh, it called? Last Chance U. Last Chance U. Like, Last Chance University, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I reckon um, I the poster. Texas College that takes basically oh, dropouts yeah, or like yeah. second chance. Um, Wait, is this fiction or what? No, no, it's a full oh, it's doco. A doco. There's a new one coming out this community year. community college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's a community college that takes people that are either injured and coming back or they've been kicked out for ac- poor academic fel- uh, performance. Uh, at other other colleges and they need to sort of get straightened up. They might have a really bad family background or that sort of thing. And this is their last chance to prove themselves in a college football uh, sort of setting. And it's an amazing town. There's absolutely nothing there. The whole town just lives and breathes football. Right. Uh, awesome doco. So the, f- the first one was last year. There's a new one coming out this year. Yeah. Um, and it follows, yeah, the, all these young athletes and, and the trials and tribulations they go through trying to get selected as a professional college athlete. 
That's sick. Just football, so, though. Just or? football. Yeah, yeah, just football. And and basically for for one team from the start of the season to the end. Um, the so they're playing the college league, like whatever, because that's community college. I don't I don't yeah, actually know yeah, if they can play in the community college, but NCAA they can still go. I, I'm not an expert on it by any means, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they can still go through to fairly high finals, and um, they've had ridiculous success for for a community college. They're like the most successful in the, in the past five years or something. They, they turned this this one coach came along and turned um, the college into this huge, crazy football yeah. mad, uh, yeah, sort of sporting club. Yeah, um, and they absolutely. Yeah, I won't. I won't ruin the the series. People Is it like Remember the it, Titans? It's like Remember the Titans, but it's a true story, and it's yeah. The, there's really emotional parts to it, and then yeah, you you see these people that devote their lives to helping young kids, and you know they sacrifice living away from their family or moving the whole family mm. to the college so that they can coach these kids. So it's incredible, really, really worth a watch. What was the movie with? Uh, I think it was like Dallas um, Blue uh, Blue something, but. Um, Oh, fr- fr- um, Friday Night Lights. No, nah, that's a TV show. That's that's pretty good too. It's it's like Friday Night Lights. What? It but had with more Billy drama. Bob or whatever. This movie, Varsity Blues. Oh, Varsity. Oh my god, sick. that's got to be like 2002 or something. Yeah, wasn't that was it? sick. Did that have James <laughs> Van Der Beek in it? Oh, it? I'm so bad with with oh, celebrity names, is. but this is the best thing ever. Having this computer here, I can just like look up stuff before I. I think I need. I need one of them. I should be using my phone to do the same stupid. thing. Um, Varsity Blues was no. Oh, 1999. Mate, 6.4 rating on IMDb. 6.4? Oh, come well, on. Mate, these people need people, to stop yeah. being idiots. They don't know what quality is. No, that's it. The uh, How much TV you watch? Uh, none. All Netflix? All Netflix and YouTube. I probably you watch... Stan? I haven't got Stan. I have no, Stan, I've only Netflix, got Netflix and YouTube. I watch probably 75% YouTube. I'll, watch, I'll sit there watching YouTube really? on my phone while my wife watches Netflix. Headphones or not? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I hate the rubbish that she, she watches. She uses headphones, man. But it's great. I, I, I like the documentaries and that sort of side of things. Yeah. Whereas she'll watch the TV series and, and binge out. And that's fine. Like, I can sit there with YouTube watching. I probably got... You binge though, right? Oh, you binge. Huge. Like, like you, yeah. do you, watch, you watch it when it comes out or you wait until all of them are out or what? If I'm watching a, a series, I'll wait until the whole thing's out. Um... If I'm watching YouTube, I'll I'll follow up to date. So I've probably got 25 people that I am subscribed to on YouTube. Yeah. Um, five to six of those I'll watch every single video that that comes out. Um, not necessarily on the day, but I'll I'll pretty much go back through the whole entire back catalog yeah. and, and watch. Do you ever go through waves? Comes, so. Like I'm on a wave now on YouTube where I'm like, depends whether like, I'm time poor. I just, like if I'm I, just, time poor, I, I just don't watch anything over five minutes, man. Uh, I definitely select like I will watch four videos in a row at five minutes and waste 20 minutes then rather than watch one video for 20 minutes. And but just it's like waste, right? Way. It's like, wait, like I, I suppose this is like, you can justify, you can make stats say whatever you want, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of research. If it's shorter, like, We do a lot of filming. Like we make a lot of like short clips for social here. There's definitely more attention around short videos and it, it's strange because like Facebook recently, if, if people aren't aware, have pushed into or they're trying to prioritize longer form videos but which goes against what which goes against the data. The data says yeah, yeah. that people consume shorter videos. At it was. Much I, I reckon rate. it was a Facebook survey last year, and it found eighty percent of eighty uh, percent of respondents to longer form ads have like a negative reaction to the product and the platform yeah. they hosted. So they changed it and then they brought it back, which goes completely against Weird, the data. Huh? 
But I think that was almost a lead into to Facebook now starting to to go into the media side of things. So they're saying we're not a media agent. Man, Facebook will be. But they're investing in journalists and well, video yeah. makers and that sort of thing to become a, not essentially a news outlet, but something very, very similar to that. They want to be current affair. They want to be telling the truth rather than all this, this fake news that they've been accused of. Yeah. And they're committing to it. And the way they're going to do that is with longer format videos. They're prioritizing longer format videos and I think that kind of leads in between it. It won't be long before they're, they're purchasing TV shows and TV series. 100%. I, I've said they'll that for a, ages, man. Um, they'll, um, they'll be bidding for video. Like you'll, you'll have to decide whether you're going to Sun Theatre, Hoyt's Village or you stream it to your TV in yep. your house from Facebook. Well, Facebook have just done exactly that. So they've made sure that all the video content that you consume on mobile or computer can be streamed to your TV. But the difference is, right, and this is like, this is little stuff. Like I don't, use Facebook as a search engine. I use YouTube as a search engine. Yep. So the other day, like even like my dad, who's super not tech savvy, sorry dad, but super not <laughs> tech savvy, he was like, he didn't even think about it. He's like, how do I tie the ribbon, the um, the wedding car ribbon onto the car? Because like the new cars, like, you know, he's got oh, an yeah, Audi yeah. and there's no badge on it. Yeah. Right? And then it's just like, oh, let's YouTube it. Yeah, or we were sitting but here plugging like in the microphones and what, what, what did you do? What's that, what's that adjective or noun? Pro, well, I don't know, YouTube it. YouTube. I don't know what that's called. YouTube it. Yeah, know, Google it. Like, yeah, these, these brands become synonymous with an action and that's when you know you, you've really made it as a brand. But, but that's it, Google it. Yeah, I don't get Facebook it. No, like Facebook is a way to, to consume or waste time or get entertainment Well, I find out what I, I let my mum know I'm alive. Yeah. Yep. And I sort of see snippets, what other people are up to. Yeah, you get snippets of information and that's that's a point of contact with those that you are in contact with in, in re- the real world. But if you want to find something out or you want to learn about something, YouTube is one of the most powerful tools for that. Off the top of your head, do you know anyone under 50 not on Facebook? Un- under? Under 50? Under 50 on Facebook. Yeah, off the top of your head, like at, like at scale. like do you, How many people you reckon you know personally? I don't know. Man, I don't, Under I or over? Many, man. Under. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, everyone I know is on Facebook. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't think of anyone. Apart who, from a guy I had a meeting oh, today I've with. got one, he was one on close friend who is not on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Were they on he Facebook? Was. He was, yeah. yeah, yeah so so but are they on he's Instagram? Gone, uh, no, or he's not any on Instagram social. or anything like that. No. WhatsApp? He's, he's gone completely. No, WhatsApp? No. Does he look at WhatsApp? YouTube? Probably. Yeah, that's uh, bullshit. If he can't, he's living in a tent he hunting would, bears. He would use man. YouTube. He plays guitar and hundred percent. He's yeah, using YouTube. Be, yeah, no exactly. Doubt. Exactly. Yeah, if he says he's not, he's bullshit. Yeah. So even when you're offline, sorry, you're, Mitch's you're friend. Online. I don't know. If that's it. <laughs> but like, you but can't. Like, it's just hard now, right? And like, if, I wonder how many people out there's parents are on Facebook. And I think one of those biggest, the biggest shifts for that is, if you've got a massive event in your life and you want to share a whole heap of photos with family and friends, what do you do? You, you create an album on Facebook. And if your family or your mum or dad aren't on Facebook or your grandma or grandpa aren't on Facebook, they'll sign up because they want to see those photos on the albums that you create. And this is exactly the... All right, so that was like 10 years ago. That wasn't a thought in people's head. And it's still not a thought. And this is when people say, oh, Snapchat's for kids. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Because when I have kids and I put photos on that because all the attention's there, and then my parents go, oh, show us pictures of your kids. I'm like, get on Snapchat. I'm, I'm recording up to 24 hours for up to like their first words, their first... Guess what my mum and dad are doing? They're signing up. 100%. They're going to be there. They, and it's like, oh, they don't know how to use it. Like, who gives a shit? They figure it out. Or yeah. I teach them. If like, you've got a reason to use something, you learn how to do it. And that's it. And that's the way it'll go. As simple as that. Yeah. And that's where people go, oh, Facebook's for young people. I, 
believe the opposite now. A lot of people that are really highly engaged on Facebook are 45 plus. And they actually spend a lot more time on it than young people because they are semi-retired. They're at home. They've got more leisure time. They might naturally watch more TV. Therefore, they've got their, their phone in their hand while they watch TV. Hence why te- television commercials are a waste of money. And they're looking at Facebook on their phone, consuming what their family are doing while they're watching TV. Yeah. Like, I, I always maintain, like, if you, how much does a TV ad cost? Way too much. Yeah, 100%, yeah, right? You, like, you, I'm not saying don't do it. If you can TV ad for less than 30 seconds or for 30 seconds for less than 20 to 30 grand, you're probably doing pretty well. Yeah, maybe something like, I don't know, like high, like live sport is pretty good. Like, but even then, yeah. like live sport, you look at, and I'm not supporting this culture at all, but like people go straight to sports bet a quarter time. Yeah. Right? Like, like that's... That's if you're happens. not watching the screen, you're getting up or you're going to the fridge and getting some food or a drink or... Near the other day, I was down in uh, Melbourne Central Station, right? Uh, like the tube. And they put these uh, like screens on the on the tunnel side of the platform. Yeah. And they broadcast news. Man, there would have been 150 people there. No bullshit. Four, 140 of them were staring at their phones. I saw the some of them were the talking. Day, yeah. I saw two people watching that screen. And they probably didn't have and, a phone and on And let's, let's say that that costs... Well, let's be real generous and say it costs ten grand. Yeah, you know from doing shit here. Imagine if you invested ten grand into targeted like ads, right? The reach you get would be absolutely insane. Yeah, like you can and people that actually care. I always find that really funny, right? Like I always wonder how much those like, you know, that kind of traditional media yeah stuff. And I'm not. I I don't say it's like ten grand on Facebook. You're probably gonna reach shit. Yeah, ten grand on Facebook. You're gonna reach a hundred thousand people. Ten grand. On that screen. Well, if you're clever with it, yeah. Translation, how many people go through that platform per day? It wouldn't be 100,000. Well, they're all in a rush, right? They're, they're waiting for they're their train. Their you know what I contemplated the other day? This is, how, this is how stupid this is. The other day I contemplated and I put it on Twitter. I was like, I wonder, it was like 14 minutes to catch my train. And I was like, I wonder if anyone's like caught the train in the opposite direction to get to their train faster. <laughs> But imagine you if you messed that, up. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I actually kind of played doing that, but it was in the it was in the city, and I was like, oh shit, I probably. You don't want to do that it, when uh, it's like thirty five degrees outside, and you're waiting for aircon. You're like, well, if I go in that direction, get on the tram, I can sit there with it. I should have done you, it. Half the trams are not air conditioned. So I was on a, yeah, I was on a train. Oh, I, the, I was on a train, and it was just full of school kids the other day. And like, how much? Fun I'm not they? saying I was any different. <laughs> I was probably worse. But you know, like, the older you get, the, the worse they are. Do you reckon that? But, but you know, like someone would have said that back when we were at school. It was remember wearing blazers and they got wet. Oh, that's like, like a wet, wet dog. dog. Smell. Yeah, oh, that's so bad. We used to have to wear so our blazers bad. terms two and three. Yeah, same winter. Same. I was like oh, the whole man, way through. You'd be standing fucked. out in the rain. You never took an umbrella because if you took an umbrella to school, you'd probably no. get beaten yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were cool, man. It's like the shoulder, it's yeah. like the shoulder strap. When you get home and I don't think I cleaned uh, my blazer in all six years that I had to wear it. You know, I probably had two or three in that time, but you never washed it or dry cleaned it, so you've got that dirty. Kid smell Ugh. combined with. And maybe your mum would be like, wet. You fucking lose this blazer. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you reckon they were? Like 200 bucks? Yeah, a good couple of hundred bucks. It's like you can get a suit jacket for that. Yeah. <laughs> and you a couple of hundred bucks. It's like a Saturday night. Like they leave it on a tram or a train. And uh, I don't think I ever lost one, but I'm sure my brother lost two or three. How long do you reckon we've been talking for? Uh, I would say that's about an hour and five it's minutes. It's 8 21. What time do we start? Ooh. I don't I care. Know. I'm sure people are listening. I know yeah. that Ben Lane will be stupid listening. And Simon Atkinson, probably. Let's hope so. How good are uh, Ben's live stories? Ben Exlaner. Do you know how many people will say to me, Ben Exlaner? Like, I think his name is that. And I'm like, uh, maybe what are you talking about? We can start it. No, it's too hard to say. His lives are good. Do you use Instagram Live? Uh, occasionally. A 
little bit. I use it more for clients than I do uh, mm. for myself, only because I don't do a lot of interesting things at the moment because I'm far too busy. Yeah. Um, but I really do enjoy watching. Like, if I get that notification, hey, this person's live, nine times out of ten, I'm on there having a look. You were there for this. Do you know what the best Instagram live I've ever seen is? Yes. <laughs> Say it. Oh, hang on. It was on a photo shoot. Do you remember when Rana Garens went? Uh, went yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That was one of the funniest yeah, things I've oh, ever seen from so going good, live so to absolute deers in headlights. Uh, that was fantastic. Just complete meltdown. And then <laughs> I remember Pete, Pete Smith, who's uh, meant to be co-hosting this uh, podcast, I remember Hi, he then messaged and was like, the fuck was that? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. I don't really use it that much. Like I used it, I used it once. I think I got like uh, like 355 viewers or something. Yeah, I remember you were sitting here in the office. No, I didn't do anything. I was driving around and I had Facebook. I was, I was waiting for something. Was, you were driving and looking uh, at social media. Hands-free. It was, it, was, uh, yeah, it was playing and I may have been asking questions when I stopped at red lights, but I was pulled over. It's not very safe responsible. Driving, um, but it's good. I think for that, if you're someone who is a creative and you're putting out videos or you've got instagram account or something and and someone's really interested in what you're doing it's a great way to do q a and get a bit of live inter inter interaction and often it's hard you get this roadblock of what am i going to create what are people interested in and you don't know what to do you don't know what to put out therefore you do a, a quick live session people ask questions and you go oh okay people are interested in this and it's a different way to engage rather than Relying on some comments and likes, it, it sort of opens up. People get form. caught up in the comments and likes, right? Oh, everyone's comparable. Like, oh, I don't get enough likes on my, my photos compared to who? Like, yeah. How many it's followers like, have you got? Well, yeah, they get like know, 40 likes. I'm like, man, that's 40 people that like, followers that's 40 people that like gave a shit about what good. you, <laughs> like, imagine if you said, if you sent out like a letter and you said, I want 40 people to come and like stare Support at me this. at my gallery. Yeah. Well, I've got five photos man. up in a gallery in this room. I want you to come and have a look. Uh, and if you like you it, put fucked. a sticker next to it. Like, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I've got to rearrange my spice cabinet. <laughs> Ooh, very important. Alphabetical yeah. order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we have this drawer at home that's just full of spices. Well, you can't put spice in a drawer. Why not? Drawer? Because then you can't see it. You need to see the label. Oh, okay. All right. This is perfect <laughs> segue. There is like... I If anybody would like donations of bloody Cajun... Fucking stuff, oh. and ginger, crushed up. You know the, you know what's the ginger only? Powder, is it McCormick like, foods? Is that yeah, the green? Yeah, the green one. They're the yeah, only ones yeah. I know. But yeah. then they release like a red. Then there's Master Foods. There's you're either one or the other. Ooh, don't know. I reckon I've got both. Anyway, there is like more because people can't read the label, so they're like, oh, I just need this. I don't want to go up to the supermarket later. And yeah, you know what it is though. It, it's it's the oh, I'm inspired by this re- recipe. This recipe tells me I need cinnamon. So you go and buy a whole thing of cinnamon, not realizing that you've done that three times before and you've got three whole things of cinnamon that you've never used. Siobhan, listen up, man. I have like 30 eggs. I might as well have an Uh, egg coop in my thing. We're always running out of eggs. You want some? Yeah, sure. Are they fresh, barn laid? You don't don't get that cage stuff. Nah, no cage stuff. Nah, nah, I'm all about the free range. You do a poached egg, you know if it's caged or... No, you don't. Yeah, you do. It either stays together or it absolutely falls apart. What do you mean? When you poach an egg... And it stays, the whites stay together and yeah. surround the, the yolk for the most part. You know, you've got a, a What, good, so they don't go runny or what? Yeah. No, no that's... Not necessarily runny, but if you put in a caged egg in, in your pot of bo- boiling water and the whites go absolutely everywhere. Have you not had that happen before? You don't cook... I have do no idea you what you're talking about. Eggs. Man, I cook eggs. Oh, you do? Yeah, i got no idea what you're talking about. All the time, they just fucking go all over the joint. Oh. 
I need a huge fire pan because it just runs shit everywhere. I don't want put, those little rings, man. A little bit of no, 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 white vinegar. White vinegar in your water, like just a little splash of white vinegar, and it'll keep your egg whites together. That's a fun fact. How the hell did we get to cooking? I don't know. I bought a cookbook, right? Velo Chef. Oh, I've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever cook from it? Yes, I did. Nah, too hard. You know, you know what I made? I looked at it and I'm like, fuck this. I is made hard. Uh, rice cakes with egg and bacon. Really? Yeah. I ate one out of a whole tray of about 20. No good. Well, I don't need to consume that sort of thing when I'm on the bike. Like, if anyone has ever seen me, they know that I ride a bike <laughs> maximum one time a week. <laughs> Not very hard. I don't, I don't need race food. But I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued by this. This, this might be sort of good nutrition. And I don't know. That's a good, yeah. that's a good cookbook. I think yeah. have good stuff in it. Yeah. I'm off carbs and sugar, except for today because you witnessed me having a donut. If anyone, my uh, first donut. You know, it's my first donut in like over a year. Over a year, you reckon? Yeah. Ooh, no, 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 no. Ooh. I'm serious. Like I reckon. Even those sneaky ones that you know, no one else is there to witness. No, really? No. That's a uh, new new age Dan. I haven't had lollies. New age Dan. for ages. Oh, I had chocolate. I had Easter bunny. I had a crunchy Easter, Easter bunny. Last night. I was having I was having a meltdown for my weekend, and Siobhan got one. Is that because you had two weddings on one long weekend, followed by oh. Yeah, following a weekend, what a wedding every weekend for the past how many weeks? I know I got one on a Saturday. Another one. Yeah. Do you reckon like wedding Wilco? That's. I reckon you could like add up how much we spent on wedding gifts. I I don't even want to do the math. It's bad. right? I don't want to go there. Did we get you a present? Uh yeah you did. Oh sweet what did yeah. we get? Uh some artwork which we haven't purchased yet. Oh, fuck yeah. that. What are you waiting for? A house to to pay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slight technical hitch. Yeah yeah uh, just weddings like I love weddings. Weddings like, are good fun. They're good fun. But um You know you know the best part of a wedding? When the final speech is done. And not to say there's nothing good with speeches. Like some speeches are absolutely incredible, but the moment that final speech is done, everyone cuts loose, everyone takes off their tie, it goes bananas. A little bit of a, a brag in a humble way. Uh, well, yeah, I feel that right, because I emceed my sister's wedding yeah. with uh, with the groom's brother. That's hard, man. Like it's BMC, easy, but yeah. no, it's hard. Like not drinking, I I can't drink champagne, right, or white wine. Like it just floors me. And like everyone's cheering, and like you know, people are like, oh yeah, cheers with the champagne. I'm like, get how many toasts can we do? I just want another Carlton. Can't <laughs> <laughs> drive to you listening. Uh, we'd love a, a beverage sponsor. Well, yeah, I wonder podcast. if I wonder if we can get like a, who would you have if you could have a sponsor of like say you did something it has right? To be local. I would. No, like oh, anyone anything. in the world. Ooh. I get Tesla. I get Canon. I'd aim real high. I get Canon. Canon. Yeah. What if you want for a podcast? For anything. Okay. Yeah. I just I don't know. I like. I do like cars though. Yeah. But then, I reckon you get bored if you had one brand of car that you sponsored for for forever. Say you could only have one sponsor. Yeah. Man, I've had my Mazda for like seven years, six years, seven years. And that thing's mad. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm over. Like I'd like to swap it for a Tesla. Yeah, but imagine if you could only have Teslas forever and then something cooler comes out. No, nothing ever cooler. The thing that'd be cooler would be like a spaceship. Well, we might have one of those. Maybe. That'd Mitch, be cool. it's been a damn pleasure. I'm sorry Pete couldn't make it. Oh, look, someone had to fill in his, uh, his shoes. Uh, maybe I, I might change it to the uh, the Wilco show featuring Mitch. Well, we'll have to tune in next week to see... Uh, I, wonder how, I don't know how often I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do it pretty regularly. I reckon. I've already locked in next That's Thursday. All right. I've got Kristen. Sweet. She'll be funny. Yeah. She yeah. is a, she's a Hey, if anyone is in uh, Melbourne town and you want me to have a chat, I'd love to have a chat to people because this is like one-on-one convo. It's yeah. way, it's super cool. Just uh, flick me. A, so the, the website, I love that I got it. It's the wilkoshow.com. Incredible, right? But uh, flick me like on Twitter, D-A-N-N-W-I-L-K-I-N. 
NS. And that's also on Insta. You should have seen how hard he was trying then. God, I can't even spell my last name. Ooh. All right, peace out. Thanks for listening. Thank you.